This morning we're in verse 25 through 32. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 to 32. This is the word of the Lord. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Bazi vueni uongo, mkaseme kweli kila mtu na jirani yake, kwa maana tu viungo, kila mmoja kiungo cha mwenzake. Mue na hasila ila ila msitende dhambi jua lisichue na uchungu wenu bado haujaondoka ama haujawatoka wala msimupe ibilisi nafasi muibaji asiibe tena bali afadhali afanye juhudi akitenda kazi iliyo nzuri kwa mikono yake mwenyewe apate kuwa na kitu cha kumgawia mwitaji neno lolote lililo ovu lisitoke vinywani mwenu bali lililo njema la mfaa mwenye kuitaji ili liwape neema wanaosikia wala msimuhusunishe yule roho mtakatifu wa Mungu ambaye kwa yeye mulitiwa muhuri katika siku ya ukombozi uchungu wote na kadhabu na hasira na kelele na matukano yaondoke kwenu pamoja na kila namna ya ubaya tena iweni wafadhili ninyi kwa ninyi wenye huruma mkasameane kama na Mungu katika Kristo alivyowasamehe ninyi amen amen please allow me to pray for the word our heavenly father we come before you this morning in need of your grace, in need of your mercy, in need of your spirit enabling us to understand your word as we ought. Lord, as we take the time over this next hour, we pray that you be with us. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear your truth, O Father. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, last week we saw how Paul encourages the believer to put on the new self in Christ 
Jesus. Katika Kristo Yesu. And because the believer is a child of God. Na kwa sababu muumini ni mwana wa Mungu. He now bears the family resemblance. Ya sasa yeye anafanana na familia. We understand how this works, right? Mnaelewa vizuri vile vinavyotendeka. If you are Luya, you now bear the resemblance to your Luya mother and father. Sasa wewe unapozaliwa katika jamii ya Luya, wewe ni kawaida utafanana na baba yako na mama yako. Children bear the resemblance of their parents, right? Wazazi hufanana, watoto hufanana na wazazi wao. As a Christian, You are now a child of God. Na kama Mkristo, wewe ni mtoto wa Mungu. You now bear the resemblance. Sasa unakuwa na ile kufanana of your heavenly father. Kwa baba yako wa mbinguni. In the things that you care about. Vitu ambavyo unavyovijali in your hatred for sin. Unapochukia dhambi in your concern to live a holy life. Unapohusika kwa kuishi maisha matakatifu. You are not perfect yet like your father, but you resemble him. Wewe And because believers are children of God, we now have unity with one another. And Paul reminds us you should walk in that unity, do everything you can to make sure there is unity among you. He tells us, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, That Christians must walk in a manner which is worthy of that calling. And so Paul reminds us put off that old self. And now put on the new self which is who you are in Christ Jesus. He speaks of these things as if these are clothing which every day we get up and we choose. Listen, if you are an unbeliever, you live according to the flesh. That is all you have. Every day when you wake up, your only choice is to live like the world lives because you are a part of the world. But if you are a believer, you have been made new. You have been given spiritual life. Even though you were dead in your trespasses and your sins, you are now made alive together with Christ Jesus. Now that does not mean your desires according to the flesh are totally done away with. The Bible is very clear as a believer the war has just begun. Maandiko inasema wazi ya kwamba kama muumini hapo sasa ndio vita vinaanza. When we were an unbeliever there was no battle. Wakati ulikuwa hujaamini hakukuwa na vita vyovyote. There was just our 
sinful nature and we were very happy to follow that nature of sin. Tulikuwa tu katika hali yetu ya dhambi na tulikuwa tunafurahia tu kufanya hiyo dhambi. But when by the grace of God we are caused to be born again. We are given a new nature. Tunapewa hali mpya. But the old has yet to completely go. Lakini ile ya hali ya kitambo haijaisha yote. That will take place when we finally leave this body of death and we go to be with the Lord in heaven. Maana hiyo itatendeka tu wakati tutakuwa tumetoka katika mwili huu na tumeenda kukutana na baba yetu mbinguni. That is when we will no longer be Uh, influenced at all by that body of death our sinful desires hapo ndipo tutakuwa hatuwezi tena kushawishiwa na miili zetu ambazo zinatamaniyo ya kutenda dhambi and so paul says look you need to take off that garment of your old self and put on the garment of your new self who you are in Christ Jesus. Na ndio Paulo anasema ya kwamba sasa tazama unafaa uondoe lile vazi la utu wa kale na uvae sasa vazi la utu upya ndani ya Yesu Kristo. And then we come to the section of the letter which is our focus today. Na sasa tunakuja sehemu ambayo ni barua hii ambayo sasa ni mtazamo wetu upo leo. And this is a most practical part of God's message given uh, through the apostle Paul that he wrote to the church in Ephesus. Sasa hii ni sehemu ambayo inakuja moja kwa moja kwa maisha yetu jinsi mtume Paulo anaandika kwa kanisa Efeso. Paul is saying that as Christians we are to dress properly. Paulo anasema ya kwamba kama wakristo yafaa tuvae vizuri. But this way of dressing is not in re- reference to what we are wearing like we put on our best clothes on Sunday morning. Lakini hii kuvaa asungumuzii ile kuvaa ile ya mavazi yenye tumevaa saa hii ile tumevaa tukikuja kanisani. That is good to do but that's not what Paul is talking about here. The kind of dressing that he has in mind is the way that we live our lives, what we actually do. Aina ya mavazi anayosungumzia ni jinsi tunavyoishi yale matendo tunayoyatenda Because it is the things which we do that reveal whether our whether or not our heart is truly with God Maana mambo yenye tunatenda ndio yanayodhihirisha wazi kwa nje ya kwamba je moyo yetu iko kwa Mungu au la Now I've been uh, attending a Bible conference as we mentioned earlier. Nimekuwa nikishuhudia ule kongamano ya Biblia ambayo nimewatajia hapo mwanzo. And so for the last several days uh, the night before na kwa hizo siku kadhaa zimeisha usiku kabla ya hiyo one of our mercy home sons Meshach moja wa, wa vijana wetu wa hapa ambao tunaishi nao hapa naye anaitwa Meshach. He always comes and asks what are you wearing? tomorrow because Meshach does not trust me to pick out clothing which looks nice <laughs> I have been known to take maybe some pants which are not entirely clean they are a bit dirty 
na ninapenda tu kuchukua mavazi ambayo huenda hata si safi ambayo haikai sawa mbele ya watu and i think to my ah uh, those are not so bad these are okay na nikamwambia hiyo sio mbaya hii ni sawa tu and uh, uh, meshak will not tolerate that na meshak hakufumilia hayo he's very concerned that what i might wear to the conference will put our ministry to shame ya kwamba kila ambacho nitadhani kienda kwa hiyo mkutano kinaweza weka hii huduma yetu katika aibu and so he will not allow me to go somewhere else and bring shame to the name of our ministry and Why? our home and our family. Kwa hivyo hakutaka niende kama nimevaa vibaya nilete jina mbaya kwa familia na hata kwa familia yetu yote kwa ujumla. And that is the type of thing that Paul has in view here. Na hayo ndio mambo ambayo sasa Paulo anamtazamu kuyauzu. He's saying if it's true that you're a believer you are a child of God. Nasema kwamba kama kweli wewe ni mtoto wa Mungu a member of the family of God. Wewe kama kweli ni mshirika wa familia ya Mungu. Do not live your life in a way which brings shame to your family. Usiishi maisha ambayo inaleta aibu kwa familia yako. And especially do not live your life in a way which brings shame to your father that is the Lord. Na haswa mno usiishi maisha yanayoleta aibu kwa baba yako ambaye ni Bwana. People can be embarrassed by you if you do not wear proper clothing for the right occasion Watu wanaweza kuhudhunishwa na wewe wakashangaa wakati unaenda katika sherehe fulani na hujavaa mavazi mazuri And Paul is saying listen if you are a Christian this is how Christians live their lives put off those old clothes put off those embarrassing inappropriate clothes and put on the new self that is you in Christ Jesus. Ndio Paulo anasema kwamba iwapo umo ndani ya Yesu Kristo sasa weka kando yale mavazi ya kale na uvae mavazi mapya yaliyo ndani ya Yesu Kristo ambao umeitwa. And then practically Paul lists several examples of what exactly he is talking about. Na sasa baadaye Mtume Paulo anataja yale mambo ambayo anasungumzia. And so we will go through some of those. Na tutayapitia mambo hayo. The first one he lists is in verse 25. La kwanza lenye anataja liko katika mstari wa 25. He says therefore laying aside falsehood. Na anasema ya kwamba basi uvueni uongo. Put off that garment of lying ya kwamba muondoe lile vazi la uongo la kudanganya to lie to tell falsehoods to deceive that is not appropriate for the christian put on the new self ya kwamba ili vazi la uongo vazi la kudanganya halifai mkristo va vazi mpya Do not say anything which is not true. Don't even exaggerate. Usiseme kitu ambacho si cha ukweli wala usitie chumvi. Because a lie does at least three things. Maana uongo una mambo matatu. First lying misrepresents the truth. Maana uongo hauwakilishi ukweli. It hides the truth. Inaficha ukweli. And the person who has been lied to, na yule mtu ambaye amedanganywa, they have been kept 
kept from the truth. And therefore, when a person is lied to, they now act upon that lie instead of taking action upon that which is true. So then if a lie is very serious, now it can be very dangerous because people are taking action off of that very serious lie. A lie about a business deal can cause someone to lose a lot of money. Just imagine you have uh, you have worked very hard living on your family land. But now for some reason you need to move to another part of the country. And so you sell your land and you take that money and you go to buy another piece of property, another land to live on. But the one you're buying the land from has lied. They are not the legal owner of the land. They have made a false title deed or a false land purchase agreement or whatever in some way they have lied to you to make it seem as if they own the land when they do not really own it and you give them all of your money that you had been given from the sale of your land. And they go away. You move on to the new land. And six months later, now the rightful owner comes. And that is the time you realize you have been lied to. And you have no legal right to that land. Now what will happen to you? All of your actions that you took were based off of a lie. And now you realize you have no home. Lying is serious. It hurts other people. And now just imagine a lie about the gospel. False teachers preaching false gospels. And people sit under their preaching and never hear the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now we're talking about a lie which has eternal consequences. Second, lying also deceives a person. 
ma, 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 uongo jambo la pili uongo humfanya mtu akae katika kudanganyika it leads them astray or in the wrong direction inamfanya mtu aelekee katika mwelekeo ambao ni muovu and the reason that a person would lie every time it is selfishness na sababu ya mtu kudanganya kila mara ni ile hali ya ubinafsi every time kila wakati to lie it is for selfish reasons wa kila wakati mtu anapodanganya huwa anadanganya kwa ajili ya ubinafsi people lie because they want to get what they want and they do not care if it hurts someone else watu danganya kwa sababu wao wanataka kile wanachokitaka na hawataki kujali but according to god our creator lakini kulingana na mungu muumba wetu lying is wicked ya kwamba uongo ni uovu it doesn't matter how much you want to minimize that truth and say oh i never tell very dangerous lies i only tell small lies haijalishi jinsi gani unataka kufanya uongo wako uonekane kidogo kwa kusema ya kwamba ah sikusema uongo mbaya nilisidanganyako tu kidogo doesn't matter what you say god says every lie is wicked. Haijalishi unadanganya njia gani? Biblia inasema kwamba uongo ni uovu. When you lie you're not doing the work of God, you are doing the work of Satan. Unapodanganya haufanyi kazi ya Mungu, unafanya kazi ya shetani. Satan is the father of lies. Maana shetani ndiye baba wa uongo. And God will have nothing to do with lying. Na Mungu hana chochote na uongo. Third lying builds a wrong relationship. Uongo huleta uhusiano mbaya jambo la tatu Two people cannot be friends Watu wawili hawawezi wakawa marafiki Two people cannot be a husband and a wife Watu wawili hawawezi kuwa mume na mke If the relationship is built on lies Iwapo uhusiano wao umejengwa kwa uongo Lying destroys trust Uongo huondoa ile hali ya kutumaini Lying destroys confidence in another person uongo huondoa ile ujasiri ndani ya mwingine lying destroys love ile uongo huondoa ama uharibu upendo there are great consequences children especially pay attention some of you are not watoto singatieni sana maana wengine nyinyi sio listen you need to understand that lying causes serious consequences that can take years to recover from ya kwamba uongo huleta madhara mabaya ambayo itachukua miaka nyingi ndio uweze kutoka ndani early in my marriage i can tell you that uh, i was not a christian following christ kwamba mimi katika ndoa yangu ya kwanza sikuwa mzuri sikuwa namfuata kristo sikuwa nimeokoka and there were lies that i told my wife that caused distrust for years and years and years na kuna uongo ambao nimemwambia mke wangu ambaye ilileta kutoaminiana kwa miaka and any time we make that choice that selfish choice na kila lie to our spouse to our friends or whomever kila wakati tunapofanya uamusi wa kudanganya wenzetu wa ndoa ama wenzetu marafiki zetu we rarely think of the amount of damage the lie is going to do huwa hatufikirii kile ambacho kitasababisha ile uongo itasababisha katika maisha yetu we normally just think in the moment oh 
I have done wrong I don't want to get caught let me lie Uta wangu nafikiria tu kwa muda mfupi tu hapo ya kwamba oh nimepatikana nime nime katika hii hali wacha nidanganye When in reality if we had just told the truth ili hali kama tungalisema ukweli there would have been less damage than if Uh, then there was because we decided to lie tungalikuwa na madhara machache kuliko vile tunavyodanganya all throughout the bible we are told not to lie katika biblia yote tunaambiwa tusidanganye exodus 2016 you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor kutoka 20 inasema ya kwamba usitoe ushahidi wa uongo lying is a gross sin that defiles a man Uongo ni dhambi ambayo mbaya sana inayomtia unajisi mwanadamu. Matthew 15:19. Mathayo 15 mstari wa 19. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, theft, false witnesses. Kwa maana kwa maana moyoni hutoka mawazo mabaya, uwaji, usinzi, weserati, wivu, wivu, ushuhuda ushuhuda wa uongo na matukano and lying shows our allegiance to the devil not to god na uongo ule utuelekeza kwa shetani sio kwa mungu john chapter 8 verse 44 yohana sura ya 8 aya 44 you are of your father the devil and you want to do the desires of your father he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him whenever he speaks a lie He speaks from his own nature for he is a liar and the father of lies. Ninyi ni wa baba yenu ibilisi na tamaa za baba yenu ndizo mpendazo kuzitenda. Yeye alikuwa muuaji tangu mwanzo wala hakusimama katika kweli kwa kuwa hamna hiyo kweli ndani yenu. Asipo asemapo uongo husema yaliyo yake mwenyewe kwa sababu yeye ni muongo na baba Paul says as believers we are all members of one body. Paul anasema ya kwamba kama waumini sisi ni washirika wa mwili mmoja. And that we would lie one to another is a terrible wickedness. Na kwamba kudanganyana ni jambo ambalo ni hatari sana and therefore it must not be done kwa hivyo lisiwahi kutendeka next verse 26 through 27 mstari wa 26 paul says we should remove the garment of anger paul anasema kwamba tuondoe lile vazi la hasira and put on the new self of who we are in Christ Jesus na tuweze kuvaa vazi ambalo tuko ndani la bwana wetu Yesu Kristo now human beings do become angry wanadamu huwa anakasirika and scripture reveals that there are proper times of anger na maandiko yanasema kwamba kuna wakati ambao ni wa hasira not every single time that we are angry are we sinning ya kwamba sio kila wakati tunapokasirika tutende dhambi but we are to make sure that we guard against sinning 
when we are angry. Nasema ya kwamba kila wakati tunapokasirika tuhakikisha ya kwamba hatutendi dhambi. And Paul instructs us not to allow the sun to go down on our anger. Na Paulo anatuambia kwamba tusiruhusu jua litue kabla kama tungali na hiyo hasira. He's saying even though we are Christians we are not perfect. Anasema ya kwamba ijapo sisi wa Kristo lakini hatujakamilika. And sometimes we will become angry in a way which is sinful. And so he's saying, look, uh, it is better that you remember when that happens, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not allow the day to end while you are still in sinful anger na anasema ya kwamba wakati natendeka ya kwamba umekasirika usiruhusu jua litue kama bado uko katika hiyo hali ya hasira in other words when we realize that wait a minute i am really angry and it's probably sinful the way that i'm angry right now we need to quickly suppress that na kwa mfano unapogundua ya kwamba umekasirika na njia yenu umekasirikiamo ni adhambi nzuri ujaribu kuiondoa do not allow it to continue do not allow it to fester and get worse usiruhusu iendelee kuchemuka na kuchemuka ndani mwako na iendelee kuwa mbaya zaidi be angry but do not sin ukasirike lakini usitende dhambi but if you do sin in your anger quickly end that anger lakini unapotenda dhambi katika asira yako jaribu sana umalize hiyo asira and what happens if we do not end that unrighteous anger quickly na tusipo maliza hiyo hasira haraka ni nini kitakachotendeka in verse 27 paul says you might give the devil an opportunity na katika aya 27 baula anasema ya kwamba utakuwa umempa nafasi shetani You give the devil an opportunity to entice you to sin more and more. Utakuwa umempa ibilisi nafasi ya kukushawishi uendelee kutenda dhambi. That is perhaps when our anger might turn violent and then we do something which is against the law. Ambapo uenda hasira yetu inaweza kufanya ukasirike uwe mtu ambaye una machungu mengi na ufanye jambo ambalo ni kinyume hata na sheria. And what started out as anger turned into something physical which has now caused you a big major problem. Sasa kila ambacho ilikuwa ni hasira tu inakufanya sasa ionekane wazi nje ukitenda mambo mabaya ikuletee shida zaidi. There is anger which is wrong. Kuna ile asira ambayo ni mbaya it is not justified ambayo haiwezi kufanywa kuonekana kwamba ni nzuri it is selfish hiyo ina ubinafsi and it can linger and it can cause us to seek revenge inaweza tufanya sisi tutafute kulipiza kisasi kulingana na mambo ambayo tumeyakasirikia it can lead us to despise our neighbor instead of loving our neighbor inaweza fanya tuwakatae na tuwapuuze wale majirani wetu badala ya kuwapenda it can cause us to be quite arrogant inaweza tufanya tuwe watu ambao hawajali thinking that we are better than others tukifikiria kwamba sasa sisi ni wazuri kuliko wengine because we're angry about what another person does maana wewe umekasirika kulingana kila ambacho mwenzako hufanya as if they are the only one who does wrong and we ourselves do no wrong kana kwamba wao tu pekee ndio wanafanya mabaya wewe hufanyi mabaya anger can arise from our pride 
Kwa hivyo asira inaweza tokana na kiburi chetu. This is what Proverbs 21:24 is referring to. Hiki ndicho midhali 21:24 inavyosema. Proud, haughty, scoffer are his names who acts with insolent pride. Mwenye kiburi na kutakabari jina lake ni mbishi kutenda mambo mambo katika majivuno ya kiburi chake This kind of, kind of prideful anger says that whatever happens Hii asira inayotokana na kiburi anasema kwamba sijali litakalotendeka It is justified Anajaribu kujifanya kuwa mwenye haki mzuri Because it is your fault not my fault you are the one who made me angry and so therefore i had to pick up the panga and chop you up it's your fault kwa hivyo wewe unaona pia kwamba ule ndio mbaya yeye ndiye amekukasirisha yeye ndiye amefanya ukachukua panga ukamkata and the anger can destroy a man and his reputation na hasira inaweza adhibu maisha ya mtu hata na sifa zake and anger can very easily turn to hate na hiyo hasira inaweza kuleta kile kitu kinachoitwa kuchukia. 1 John 3:15. Yohana wa kwanza sura ya tatu mstari wa 15. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Kila amchukiaye ndugu yake ni muwaji nanyi mnajua ya kuwa kila muwaji hana uzima wa milele akikaa ndani yake but here's what james 1:19 says we must do lakini hivi ndivyo yakobo 1:19 anavyosema tunavyostahili kufanya everyone must be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger hayo mnajua ndugu zangu wapenzi basi kila mtu wa kila mtu na awe mwepesi wa kusikia bali si mwepesi wa kusema wala kukasirika but there is anger which is justified kuna asira ambayo inaruhusiwa the believer must be angry with sin ya kwamba muumini anafaa kasirikie dhambi most of all with our own sin ya kwamba haswa mno dhambi zetu sisi wenyewe we must be very angry at the sin that would destroy us nafaa tukasirikie sana dhambi ambazo zinaweza kutuharibu sin controls sin destroys dhambi huelekeza dhambi huharibu how we must be angry with sin tunastahili kukasirikia dhambi and use that anger as motivation in our battle our fight against sin na kutumia hiyo hasira kutusaidia sisi kupigana na hiyo dhambi it was john owen who said be killing sin or it will kill you john owen alisema ya kwamba wewe uwe ukiuua dhambi la sivyo dhambi ndiyo itakayokuua So today as we sit vile hivi tumekaa leo in your own life katika maisha yako mwenyewe who is winning the battle ni nani anayeshinda vita are you winning the battle or is sin winning the battle ni wewe unayeshinda vita ama dhambi ndio ndani mwako ndio inashinda vita if sin is winning the battle put off that old self and put on the new self that is you in Christ Jesus who hates sin and wants no part of it kama wewe dhambi ni inashinda katika maisha yako 
toa hilo vazi la dhambi na uingie uvae vazi mpya ndani ya Yesu Kristo yeye aliyeshinda dhambi aliye na uwezo wa kuweza kukufanya uwe mshindi wa dhambi we must never let our anger our anger rule over us usiruhusu hasira ikutawale and justified anger can never be selfish na ile hasira ambayo inakubalika haiwezi kuwa ya ubinafsi Ephesians 4:26 Be angry and yet do not sin do not let the sun go down on your anger Muwe na hasira ila mstende dhambi jua lisichwe Paul is saying it is possible to be angry without sinning. But we must not let our anger take us over and cause us to take action without thinking. And Romans 12:18 says that if possible so far as it depends upon you be at peace with all men. Kama yamkini kwa upande wenu mkae katika amani na watu wote. As much as we can whether it is with believers or unbelievers we are to live in a way that we can be at peace. Jinsi gani tunavyoweza tujaribu sana tuweze kuishi na amani kwa kila mtu. John 2:13 through 16. Yohana 2:13-16. The Passover of the Jews was near and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and he found in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers seated at their tables and he made a scourge of cords and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables and to those who were selling the doves he said take these things away stop making my father's house a place of business na pasaka ya wayahudi ilikuwa karibu naye yesu akakoya mpaka yerusalemu akaona pale kaduni watu waliokuwa wakiuza ngombe na kondoo na njiwa na wenye kuvunja fedha wameketi akafanya akafanya kikoto cha kamba akawatoa wote katika hekalu na kondoo na ngombe akamwaga fedha za fedha za wenye kuvunja fedha akazipindua meza zao akawaambia wale waliokuwa wakiuza njiwa yaondoeni haya msifanye nyumba ya baba yangu kuwa nyumba ya biashara out in the world huko nje katika ulimwengu it makes little sense to be angry with unbelievers inaonyesha kwamba ni dhambi kidogo sana kuokasirika na wasioamini they are unbelievers wao hawajaamini their hearts are wicked wao mioyo zao hazina kuadhirika of course they are going to behave in ways which are wicked maana wanaenda kufanya tu vitu vyao kwa njia ambazo za uovu They are going to act according to their nature. Wao watatenda tu mambo yao sawasawa 
na hali yao ya kawaida. And so it makes little sense for us to be angry with unbelievers when they behave as unbelievers are expected to behave. Kwa hivyo haitusaidii lolote tunapokasirika kuhusu njia za watenda dhambi wanavyotenda dhambi zao na kufanya mambo yao. But in God's church. Lakini katika kanisa la Mungu. We are here because we are saying we are believers. We follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Tuko hapa kwa sababu tunasema sisi ni waumini tunamfuata Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo. But when a believer behaves acts out in a way which is contrary to the calling which they have received. Wakati muumini anatenda na anaishi kinyume kulingana na mwito aliyopokea That is when it makes sense to be angry. They are defiling the house of God. Sasa hiyo inatupatia nafasi ya kukasirika maana wanalichafua kanisa la Bwana. They are defiling the word of God with their uh, untruths. Wanachafua neno la Mungu na uongo wao mambo ambayo si ya ukweli. Or false teachings. Na mafundisho yao ya uongo. And so there can be times where anger is justified. Anger without sin. Kwa hivyo hakuna jinsi tutakavyoweza kuikubalia dhambi dhambi ambayo haina asili ambayo haina dhambi. But Paul says take off that garment of anger put on the new self which never allows anger to rule over them. Sasa Paulo anasema kwamba ondoweni hilo vazi la hasira na mvae utu upya ambao mmepewa na Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo. The third thing that Paul lists here in these verses is found in verse 28. Kitu cha tatu ambacho Paulo anataja kinapatikana katika aya 28. It says he who steals must steal no longer. Anasema kwamba muibaji asiibe tena. The believer is to remove the garment of stealing and put on the new self which in Christ will not steal. Muumini anafaa ondoe utu wa kuiba na aweze kuvaa utu upya ambao ni ndani ya Yesu Kristo usioiba. We are Christians, we are followers of Christ. We are not to steal, we are not to cheat. Sisi ni wa Kristo, tuko ndani ya Kristo, hatustahili kuiba, hatustahili kudanganya. And the laws of man do not determine whether or not a person is stealing according to the Bible. Na maneno ya mwanadamu sio ndio yanayozingatia kama anaiba ama aibi. Because sometimes men can find ways to follow the law and yet still steal. Maana watu wengi wanaweza fuata sheria lakini huku bado wanaiba. Uh, the laws of our government are supposed to be based on the moral law of God but they are not always. Sheria za inji zinasingatia sheria za Mungu lakini kila mara sio hivyo. And listen the culture does not determine uh, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable when it comes to stealing. Nata tamaduni yetu sio ndio inaisingatia kama tunachenye tunastahili kufanya ama tusiostahili aswa mno ikikuja mahali pa kuiba. Just because we elect an MCA or a member of parliament expecting that person to get very rich by padding their pockets 
It does not make it okay for that man to do so. He will, or woman. They will have to answer before God. Kuwa MCA ama kuwa mbunge na uanze kujilimbikizia pesa, ukichukua pesa za wananchi, ukikula, hiyo ikupatii ruhusa ya wewe kutokuwa mwizi, hiyo bado unatenda tu dhambi. The culture does not determine what is stealing and what is not stealing. Kwa hivyo, damaduni haiwezi kuwa ndiyo inayaamua ni nini kuiba ama ni nini kutoiba. When I'm out driving somewhere. I'm very often stopped by police officers which have a very wrong view of what bribery is. And uh, many of them behave in the same manner. They start to even make up laws which do not even exist trying to get me scared oh you have done a very big mistake and why do they do so because they want me to fear that they will take me before the judge and I will pay a very large fine. But in reality they do not want to take me to the judge. But rather they want me to say okay instead of paying 40,000 for this fine I would rather pay you 4000 How do I know that? Because I have never uh, given them any money. And yet they have never taken me before the judge. They have a different motivation. They don't really care about justice and truth and right and wrong. What they care about is their own selfish gain. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about every police officer. There are many that are, are good and serious about their work. But there are far too many that are corrupt. We know that. And uh, I normally tell them the same thing. I'm a Christian and I will not pay a bribe. Uh, the Bible tells me I cannot pay a bribe and I believe God and His word and so I'm, I'm not paying a bribe. And when I say that, they always tell me the same thing. Oh, this is not a bribe. This is just... Uh, you know, uh, if you want to buy me some chai, then it is okay. <laughs> But it is not a bribe. And then I say, okay, fine. So what you're saying is, whether I pay you or I don't pay you, it doesn't matter, you let me go either way. <laughs> And now they're stuck. <laughs> Because they know if they say the only way I let you go is you pay me, now that is a bribe. <laughs> According to the Bible, bribery is the act of giving that is intended 
to influence a person so that you get what you want. Kulingana na Biblia, hongo ni kitu ambacho kinapeanwa ili kumchochea yule upate chenye unataka. And the Bible forbids bribery. Na Biblia inapinga, inakataa hongo. Okay, some of you are going to be very disturbed by this, but the Bible forbids bribery. Wengi wetu najua kwamba ili jambo litawasumbua sana milioni mwenu, lakini Biblia inakataa, inapinga hongo. Exodus chapter 23 verse 8. Kutoka 23 aya ya 8. You shall not take a bribe. Nawe usipokee rushwa. For a bribe blinds the clear-sighted and subverts the cause of the just. Kwani hiyo rushwa huwapofusha macho hao waonao na kuyapotoa maneno ya wenye haki. Now if it is a sin to take a bribe, we have to also conclude it is a sin to give a bribe. I don't think it can be that the one giving the bribe is just, it's only the one receiving the bribe that is wrong. No, it is both sides who are contributing to this taking of the bribe it is both sides that are sinning ni upande wote mwili ambao unapokea ama unaopeana wanaotenda dhambi and it is a form of stealing na hiyo ni njia moja ya kuiba bribery is a form of theft First Samuel 8:3 Samuel wa kwanza 8 aya ya 3 says his sons however did not walk in his ways but turned aside after dishonest gain and took bribes and perverted justice ila wanawe hawakuenda katika njia zake bali waliziacha ili wapate faida wakapo, wakapokea rushwa na kupotosha hukumu Psalm 26 verse 10 Zaburi ya 26 aya ya 10 In whose hands is a wicked scheme and whose right hand is full of bribes Mikononi mwao mna madhara na mkono wao wa kuume umejaa rushwa And this next verse uh, from Isaiah could be said just as much about Kenya as it was said about Israel hundreds of years ago. Na hii aya inayotoka katika kitabu cha Isaya kinasungumzia tu vizuri kuhusu Kenya vile ilivyokuwa katika Israeli siku zile. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 23. Isaya sura ya kwanza aya 23. Your rulers are rebels and companions of thieves. Everyone loves a bribe and chases after rewards. They do not defend the orphan nor does the widow's plea come before them. Wakuu wako ni waasi na rafiki za wevi. Kila mtu hupenda rushwa, hufuata malipo, hawampatii yatima haki yake, wala maneno ya mtane hayawasi hayawawasili. We must remove the garment of stealing and put on the new self that is in Christ Jesus. Lazima tutoe hiyo vazi la kuiba na tuvae vazi mpya ndani ya Yesu Kristo. And even though everyone around us may be involved in this 
corrupted system of bribery. Ijapo kila mmoja anaweza kuonekana kwamba yeye anahusika katika huu mtindo wa kutoa hongo. We who are Christians must refuse. Sisi walio wa Kristo lazima tukatae. And if we do not refuse then that system of bribery will always be there. Na tusipokataa hiyo hali ya kutoa hongo itaendelea kuwepo. Let us be concerned with God and not with the ways of men. Tusingatie mno sana Mungu kuliko njia za mwanadamu. 1 Peter 4:15. Petero wa kwanza 4:15. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or a thief or evil doer or a troublesome meddler. Maana mtu wa kwenu asiteswe kwa ma asiteswe kama muuaji au mwivi au mtenda mabaya au kama mtu ajisikulishaye na mambo ya watu wengine Proverbs 11:1 A false balance is an abomination to the Lord but a just weight is his delight Mizani ya hada ni chukizo kwa Bwana bali vipimo vilivyo sawa sawa humpendeza This is referring to those who would sell items by the weight and they would falsify the scale to make it seem that they are selling more than they really are. Na inahusika na wale watu ambao wanafanya biashara ya kupima vipimo kama kuuza sukari, kuuza mbolea na mengine. Na wanafanya vile vipimo wanavyovitumia viwe vidogo kwa njia ya kwamba hata wakichaza utafikiria wamekupimia sawa. And so the Bible speaks plainly against stealing that which does not belong to you. Na sasa Biblia inazungumzia sawa kuiba kila ambacho sio chako. And part of that is using deception in order to gain that which was not rightfully yours. Na sehemu ya hiyo ni kutumia uongo ili upate ile ambayo si yako. And the Bible also addresses a form of stealing which is keeping earthly treasures that you do not need instead of giving them to others who could use them. Na Biblia inazungumzia wizi mwingine ambao unajiwekea vitu mali vya dunia hii vingi pasipo kujali wale ambao wanavihitaji. Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 through 21. Matayo eh chapter 6 Mathayo 6 mstari wa 19 hadi 21 Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also Msijiwekea zina duniani nondo na tu na kutu viaribupo na wevi uvunja na kuiba bali mjiwekeeni hazina mbinguni kusikoharibika kitu kwa nondo wala kutu wala wevi hawata ama hawa hawavunji wala hawaibi kwa, kwa kuwa hazina yako ilipo ndipo utakapokuwapo na moyo wako pia We are not to store up treasures for ourselves those things which we keep just for the sake of keeping we don't really need it. 
hatusijiwekee vitu ambavyo hata hatuvihitaji lakini tumeviweka ni vyetu tukae navyo rather we should be much more concerned with storing up treasures in heaven bali tusingatie mno kuweka hazina zetu mbinguni that is we should be very concerned with walking in the good deeds that god has pre- pre- prepared beforehand for us to walk in bali tuanze kutembea katika matendo mema ambayo bwana alituwekea kabla kuumbwa dunia ya kwamba tutembee ndani We are to be concerned about loving God and loving others and not selfishly storing up treasures for ourselves. Tusingatie mno kumpenda Mungu na kupenda wengine kuliko kujiwekea vitu vyetu sisi wenyewe. Now the next thing that Paul addresses is worthless talk. Na jambo lingine lenye Paulo anasema ni ile hali ya kukua na vitu vya ulimwengu huu. Verse 29 katika aya ya 29 The believer is to remove the garment of foul talk. Neno lolote lililo ovu lisitoke vinywani mwenu. It says no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Neno lolote lililo ovu lisitoke vinywani mwenu. And I tell you what the The next few I want to be able to spend some time on and not be rushed. Na nataka tuchukue muda wetu hapo basipokwenda haraka. And so I think the best thing to do is to save these last points for next week. Na naamini kwamba ili nifanye vizuri sana niwache hii hii point iende paka wiki ijayo. You know sometimes I can talk about these things much longer than I intend because I'm just, I'm really passionate about the word of the Lord. Sometimes I can have righteous anger that I know we do these things myself included. Na kuna wakati ambapo ninasukumwa sana ndani mwangu ni yaseme haya mambo kwa sababu haya mambo tunayatenda na hata mimi mwenyewe huyatenda. And so my first few points I've already uh, discussed longer than I had originally intended. Kwa hivyo pointi za kwanza nimeshazozungumzia kwa muda mrefu kuliko vile nilivyokusudia. And so for the sake of uh, treating the rest of the passage in a just and right way, I will hold off until next week to finish. Kwa hivyo ili nisungumzie hilo jambo vizuri kwa ndani niliache mpaka wiki ijayo. So I'll just close this morning by saying this. Kwa hivyo ninamaliza asubuhi ya leo nikisema hivi. If you are a Christian kama wewe ni mkristo if you believe that the lord jesus christ came into the world and died on the cross in order to be a substitute for you kama unaamini kwamba bwana wetu yesu kristo alikuja duniani na akakufa msalaba na akawa badala wako then that by its very nature must affect the way that you live your life na hilo tu kwa asili ya hiyo lazima iwe inabadilisha maisha yako the bible knows nothing about a christian who says that they believe in jesus biblia haijui mtu yeyote anayejiita mkristo anayesema naamini ndani ya yesu and yet continues living the same sinful life that they had always lived. This is a this is something which is foreign to the Bible. It is not in our scriptures. 
but rather from start to finish the word of God reveals to us that those who have been saved they have been set apart by God to live a holy life bali neno la Mungu katika Biblia yote kwa jumla inasema kwamba wale waliookoka walitengwa wakawekwa kando kwa kusudi the christian is the person who by faith believes that the Lord Jesus Christ died for their sins. Mkristo ni yule ambaye anaamini kwamba Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo alikufa kwa ajili ya dhambi zake. Believes that Jesus died to free you from the penalty and the punishment and even the uh, uh, influence that sin has over your life. Unaamini kwamba Kristo alikufa kukutoa katika kadhabu na hasira na ile ile adhabu yenye Mungu angekuadhibu wewe. The Christian believes that. Mkristo anaamini hivyo. And then the Christian proves that he believes that by the way he now lives his life. Na sasa Mkristo anaonyesha wazi ama anahakikisha ya kwamba anaamini hayo mambo kwa kuonyesha vile anavyoishi maisha yake. You're a liar? Wewe ni muongo? Now you're a Christian? Sasa wewe ni Mkristo? You are to put off that old garment of lying and put on your new self that does not lie. Sasa inafaa uachane na uongo, utoe ile vazi la uongo na uvae vazi mpya ambalo si la uongo. You have problems with anger? Wewe una shida ya kukasirika? Now you are a believer? Sasa wewe ni muumini? Christ has saved you? Kristo amekuokoa? Now you put off that garment of anger and you put on the new self which either does not anger or at least is not controlled by his anger. Unatoa hilo vazi la hasira na sasa unavaa vazi la Yesu Kristo ambalo si la hasira. You are a thief? Wewe ni mwizi? You think it's no problem to pay bribes? Unafikiria kwamba si makosa sio shida kutoa hongo? You think it is no problem to demand a bribe? Unafikiria si vibaya na si dhambi kuitisha hongo? You think it is no problem to take property which does not belong to you? Unafikiria kwamba si makosa kuchukua kitu ambacho si chako? And now you are a believer? Na sasa wewe ni muumini. Put off that old garment of being a thief. Weka hilo vazi kando la kuwa mwizi and put on the new self. Na uvae vazi mpya. Put on who you are in Christ Jesus. Vaa lile vazi ambalo wewe uko sasa, wewe ambaye sasa uko ndani ya Yesu Kristo. The Bible says you have been bought with a price. Biblia inasema kwamba umenunuliwa kwa bei gani. Your salvation cost the Lord Jesus something. Ya kwamba uokovu wako ulimgarimu Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo kitu. And if you are his. Na kama wewe ni wake. If you belong to him. Kama kweli wewe ni wa Yesu. If you are his follower. Kama wewe ni mfuasi wake. He says if you love me. Anasema kama unanipenda. Then obey my commands. Basti And the best part is this. God does not just say obey my commands and good luck you're on your own. But rather the same God who gives you a new heart so that you repent and believe the gospel. will also give you the strength to obey him. Yeye upatiana pia nguvu za kumtii. 
the same God who uh, justifies you also sanctifies you. Bwana huyo ambaye anakuweka kuwa mwenye haki ndiye tena anayekutakaa 